At times, we all feel lost in search of something more. This is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, a podcast designed to help inspire and guide you forward through everything spirituality, creativity, art, and just giving you a sense of empowerment so that you can be powerful, be magical, and be free. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. We're bringing in today Raquel David, who is one of our breathwork facilitators here. She's also a breathwork coach, and we're gonna really get down with trauma in the body and how it's stored in the body and some tips and tricks for manifestation. So welcome, Raquel. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being (laughs) here. So, you know, I always like to start understanding a little bit about how you got into breath work, right? Mm. You know, or whatever modality somebody does, right? Yeah. And then I want to get it and dive into there's so much to talk about about the body and trauma and the way things are stored and how yeah. breath work can facilitate that release. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I got into breath work. Um, well, really, it was it was coming out of a really intense breakup. Okay. Um, and it was one of those breakups that I think really led me to that kind of dark night of the soul experience. Okay. And I had previously gone through other, like heartbreaks and other you know experiences experiences in life which should have been a lot like darker. Okay. But for some reason, this this breakup with this partner was just really so devastating, and it triggered a lot of stuff from childhood, but I didn't know it at the time. Mm. I just thought, God damn, that guy is just like the worst in the world. How dare he abandon me? How dare he do this? And I feel like so shallow and just so worthless. And and I was just in tears every day and going into therapy once a week for months, just crying Wow. and just unleashing and just going, I don't know, like I, I knew that the, the breakup kind of facilitated it, but it wasn't the root cause of it. Mm-hmm. And so part of that journey for me was really kind of hitting rock bottom, um, finding a way for me to move through what I was feeling. And I, you know, did a lot of meditating. I I had been meditating since I was like a teenager. So meditation for me was actually something that I practiced, but it wasn't enough. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't like move the needle with what I was going through. You needed something different. I needed something different. And And at certain times that might've been enough for certain circumstances or talk therapy could have been enough for certain circumstances, but sometimes you need something different. You need something more. Exactly. I did. I was, I was kind of yearning for that, for that thing that, that could pull me out of it and help me kind of really understand what I was going through. And I did a lot of um, classes, mm-hmm. you know, I did, I did some sound healing. Um, I, I went to Reiki. I, I um, went to sound baths. Um, I tried pretty much everything. I kind of dappled, right? Yeah. And then it wasn't until I did my first breathwork class Uh, thinking that we were just going to be doing like kundalini yoga like just sitting there and just breathing and I didn't quite I didn't know what I was getting myself into yeah so that's that's true a lot of people they think that you know uh, if you've ever taken like a kundalini yoga class or some of the the breathing it's like yeah you know and you you think that that's what you're gonna be doing you know something along those lines but it's definitely very different yeah, than that exactly exactly and like kundalini yoga i think is fantastic yeah, right? you don't I, know. I everything it. has its place yeah. everybody you know like therapy has its place meditation has its place place yeah. breath work yoga they all work but sometimes 
this is what I'm hearing is yeah. that sometimes we need different tools to get us out of different p- points in our life. Exactly. Exactly. And everyone's different and everyone processes life differently. Yeah. So for me, when I did my first breathwork class, um, my first like response was, this is so powerful and scary mm-hmm. because what's happening to my, to my body? Yeah. Like, what am I tapping into? And truth be told, I actually didn't go back to breath work for a few weeks. I kind wow. of did a class and just went, this is really intense. And um, I'd actually, <laughs> I remember doing, doing the class and there was probably about like 40 to 50 students in the class. So it was ultra intense because like everybody's- Pre-COVID times. <laughs> yeah, pre-COVID times. Everyone's yelling and crying and screaming. And I was just going, okay, uh-huh. And I and I got that little taste of it because um, it, it allowed me to kind of, you know, tap into the place I go to when I meditate. And quite often I say breath work is like meditation on a freeway, which, mm. which Jay Bradley says a lot. And it's so true because, you know, you're getting to that point a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. So you're getting to that point that, that would sometimes take 20 or 30 minutes in deep meditation to get to. So for me, it was kind of like recognizing that this modality was actually you know, doing something mm-hmm. beyond what I was used to, it was effective. Yeah. And so it took me a while to go back. And then eventually I did. And I kept up my practice like once a week. And, you know, it's really funny because whilst what, like what led me to that practice was really getting through this breakup, but what had actually happened was through like practicing breath work, every other facet of my life changed. Yeah. Like my finances improved, uh, my, my, my self-esteem and self-worth improved. I was attracting better people into my life. More opportunities were coming, more abundance was flowing. And like, you, I, couldn't, I could not deny that it was breath work because that yeah. was the only thing that I changed. Wow. And so for me, I was like, wow, this really like works. You're like, sign on me a, up. I need to teach this to On a people. deep and profound level. And I was like, I have to, I have to share this because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you're just lying there and you're breathing. So anybody can do it. Yeah. Right? Like, all you have to do is lie there and breathe. And I'll, I'll be honest, like the first, the first like few minutes of breath work does feel like work. Yeah. But then after that, it's like, you, you're just, you're just like reconnected. To who you truly are. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's kind of how I got into it, and 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 essentially how I decided to teach it. Wow. So, um, you know, and every day I'm learning. Every every class I teach, um, every breath breathwork practice that I do, I'm constantly learning and growing. And no breathwork um, like practice is ever the same. Yeah. So, which is which is a beautiful thing, right? Because and then you have all those different facets that somebody's working through or working on or yourself, yeah. you know, that it's shifting. It's giving this ability or this life force or this energy to mm-hmm. shift all these areas of your life. Yeah. And I think that that's important to kind of retouch on is the fact that you were going and exploring for one thing, but then everything changed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's we we often get so fixated on the problems in our life, right? Mm-hmm. Or that one thing that that dark cloud that's looming over us. But just by taking a little bit of effort, mm-hmm. one day a week, 
right? Yeah, Monday week, yeah. You know? Yeah. All of a sudden, this shifted, and that started feeling lighter, but all of these other things shifted because as we raise our vibration, as cliche as it may Mm. sound, or as we are just operating differently, everything can't, it cannot exist the same. Yeah. You know? And so that this is this is what you know for those that are are, are watching and listening, um, this is what breath work can do for you. Coming and doing a regular practice. Some people say, okay, like you know, some people want to do change, and they say, okay, they think about change being just like working out and like physical or this, and that they have to go every day or they have to do mm-hmm. a meditation practice every day. And sometimes that's so exhausting to hold yourself to such a regimen mm-hmm. that it's even just about. One day a week, yeah. laying down and breathing. Yeah. With intention, though. Exactly. With focus. Exactly. And yeah. with effort. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. And um, I think it's like anything else, like working out, like as you say, and there's part of you that resists it because mm-hmm. the big thing about uh, a breathwork practice is that you are going to meet yourself, mm-hmm. right? And what's going to happen is that you're probably going to feel stuff. Yeah. And I think a lot of times like we don't want to do that because we just want to always focus on feeling good. We always want to focus on like what's going to bring me pleasure and happiness. And that's great. But sometimes we just have to process what we're going through or that we've been holding on to from the past. And yeah. a lot of that, a, a lot that comes up in breath work is stuff that we have stored subconsciously that we've kind of moved through and it's a survival instinct it is a trauma response to be able to kind of um suppress the emotion and not deal with it in the moment because we're focused on survival and that's why a lot of um people that have suffered from childhood trauma get so much out of breath work because it's a real opportunity to tap in to all of that stuff that we've been storing and more often than not it's this kind of subconscious or unconscious mind that's withholding you know that trauma response okay and so those stagnant kind of energies sit in the body and do come up during breath work and so it's not uncommon for for memories to flash in your mind or for moments that you didn't feel were um that carried a heavy emotion at the time but that memory has popped up for you to process because perhaps um, as a survival um you know mechanism in order to cope you've had to suppress that emotional response Um, for so long right for so long and and sometimes it's not even about people trying to feel good it's about people just distracting themselves from not feeling at all Yes. You know? Yeah. They stay busy. I got to do this. I got to do this. Do, 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 do. And, you know, like, or let me just mind numb myself on TV or alcohol or whatever else it may be. And, you know, but it needs to be processed. Otherwise, nothing changes. Right? If you want stagnation, that's fine. But I think that people want evolution. Mm -hmm. They want shifts. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the trauma in the body and yeah. you know you shared you started going down that a little bit with with breath breath work and how some of these images can come up and the different stuff so yeah i mean trauma like trauma is never the event that happened to you it's the emotional response to the event mm-hmm. that happened to you so a lot of people say well i haven't been through trauma um you know because they haven't been you know through it 
disastrous moment in their childhoods or in their adult lives that they can pinpoint to. But again, trauma is just an emotional response to what happened to you. So if you had a high emotional reaction to something that happened to you, say at school, you know, that is trauma. And you're going to carry that and it's going to, um, you know, if you haven't processed it in a healthy way or allowed yourself to process it, it's going to sit within the body. Mm -hmm. So that that emotion is going to that energy because emotion is energy in motion. So it's sitting within the body and it's stored there. And usually it can kind of... um, and when you do breath work, sometimes you can actually feel where in the body it's sitting as oh, you're breathing. Cool. So, yeah. And, and if you look at your, you know, your chakras, um, quite often that energy is stored in, in the, like the most appropriate chakra point. But I mean, it could be stored in any part of your body and yeah. you're like, oh, OK, I really need to work on moving that out. So that kind of stagnant energy is going to be there. And we can do with breath work a lot of en- energy release work as well um and do you have people like cry and yell and scream and yours too uh yeah yeah i mean even like he, my first um uh in-person class at the new studio last last week was so fun because you know i i, I kind of i really love it when students really go for it and and have that kind of primal yell yeah um because that is that primal yell actually is the is the avenue to meet your emotional center mm-hmm. so being able to kind of just go for it in the yell song um connects you to your emotions and what that does it's kind of like um taking the lid off yeah. um you know and letting it kind of flow um so something yeah, it that- like gives you like that permission it's like okay yeah. after that you just screamed like you're now connected yeah and now you can cry laugh whatever whatever comes up whatever comes up yeah yeah and we don't live in a society that allows us to do that um you know somatic healing and somatic release is part of the breathwork practice but it's also part of our um you know human biology Mm -hmm. uh you know a natural response to trauma is is somatic release is actually moving the body shaking it and you know do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so quite often when we go through that kind of psychological trauma particularly um, and, and this is what's really interesting about our nervous system response because uh, there, there, there are two automatic nervous system response, our parasympathetic and sympathetic. Mm-hmm. And our, our sympathetic is our fight or flight, like, you know, nervous system response, yeah. which you can't control um, because it just ha- it happens in the body. Your body just yeah. reacts yeah. because we, we have to survive. And so um, back when we were like, you know, cave people, um, <laughs> that that nervous system response was for literal survival. Yeah. It, it, it kind of took over the body. It, 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 you know, created chemicals in the body that allow us to physically get out of danger and survive. And yeah. then as adults in the 21st century, like how how often do we come across like a lion in the wild or a grizzly mm-hmm. bear you know what i mean and so psychological fear triggers that nervous system response yeah so your boss telling you hey you did a really bad job on that on that you know sales um come into my office in five minutes mm-hmm. hearing that triggers psychological fear that is equivalent to physical danger yeah. So we're telling the body that we are in 
fight or flight. And so what we haven't quite figured out as human beings is how to regulate that automatic nervous system response. And a lot of people go through life kind of being at the mercy of that. And some people live their life in fight or flight indefinitely. Yeah, well, because they're you know, constantly, constantly like, looking at their phone and, you know, like waiting for something bad to happen. I feel like when people have high anxiety, they're constantly yeah. in that state because they're not trusting that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And that puts them constantly on edge, you know, waiting for the next shoe to drop, a situation to happen, something to yeah. go wrong, whatever the case may be. But this, so breath work really, you know, all of the, you, you've shared a little bit about how going through this process of breathing and the different primordial yells and different things mm. that, that go on with it, but it has people activate old images, thoughts, feelings, and even uh, physically where spaces are lodged, maybe that comes in and where they feel their knee getting cramped up or something yeah. else happening, right? And you notice all of this and you started to see all of the correlations to trauma and how this was helped you through some of your own trauma, mm -hmm. right? That's, a, that's how it all started. Yeah. But you also shared um, how that there's tips and tricks for manifestation you mentioned. Yeah. So can we talk a little bit about yeah. that too? Yeah, that's the fun part of it, I think, because you know, if I could, you know, leave leave any kind of legacy behind with the work that I do in breath work, it is to instill this absolute confidence that you are the master of your life, mm -hmm. right? No matter what happens around you, uh, you create your life. And if we can just take our, our individual powers back and be really like radically responsible for that, I mean, the whole world would change, right? Yeah. And we would live such fulfilled lives. And I think what comes with that is this ability to kind of get excited and go, oh, I create my own reality. Ooh, I like that. But then at the same time, it's this kind of like ingrained fear that yeah. I don't know what I'm creating or I'm not worthy enough to have what I really want or there's so many blocks in front of me or... Um, such and such person told me that I couldn't yeah. before I can't. So so with that comes, and this is the, the really unique part about being human, is that we have a psyche, we have a critical mind who also is there to help us survive. Yeah. Um, but then also is there to, you know, um, uh, really kind of interfere with the process of manif manifesting, mm -hmm. essentially. Um, I guess in a nutshell without getting too, too deep, but um, in a nutshell, um, you know, our subconscious mind was formed by the age of seven or eight mm -hmm. and it controls 95% of the thoughts and actions that we do in our daily lives. And so a lot about manifesting is kind of like, how do we access the subconscious mind to really kind of pull at the root of these core beliefs that we might have when we have that reaction of, of going, okay, I'm, I'm the master of my destiny. I'm the creator of my life. What are all these um, you know, thoughts and belief systems that I have that contradict that. Yeah. And so they all sit in the subconscious mind, which means they aren't conscious to you. Yeah. And if you knew them, you'd be, you'd be like, huh, I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. You'd um, be removing them, altering them, doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And so in breath work, like a lot of it is like these feelings that come up 
um, that we have to really question and have to really kind of push through and really allow them to pass. And feeling is is emotion. I mean, it's yeah. tied to energy at the same time. So really, kind of allowing the the, the I, I call it kind of the onion layers to kind of you yeah. know strip off because again, all of those beliefs um, uh, that that don't really help you manifest were put there out of fear to help you survive and now we're at a point in our adult lives where a lot of it is childhood stuff we don't need it we don't need it anymore we can reparent ourselves (laughs) um but to answer your question about manifesting for me in breath work it really is about those onion layers it really is about kind of moving through um, those 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 subconscious limiting blocks and beliefs, because the reality is, we we only stand in our own ways yeah. of getting what we want. Um, there's no one else, really. There's no. no greater being that's coming down and going. You shall not have this. <laughs> in fact, it's the opposite. The whole universe wants to conspire in giving you what you want. And I think if you can wake up in the morning and be inspired by a great idea or be inspired by great abundance or, or even just want a brand new car and get really joyful about that. Yeah. That is something that your 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 soul craves and desires. And the fact that you can have that conscious thought and have that feeling tells you that that's possible. Mm-hmm. We, it wouldn't enter your mind and you wouldn't have a good feeling about it unless it was entirely possible. So I really encourage um, my clients and students to really kind of tap into that feeling because when we, when we live in that vibration, we're actually, you know, following law of attraction and we're yeah. actually bringing those, you know, experiences to us. And that's how powerful we are. Um, in breathwork practice, when we're stripping back the onion layers and we're getting to the to the juicy parts of who we truly are, what happens is that our manifesting strength becomes so much more powerful. Well, yeah, and there's a lot less resistance and yeah. there's an access and connection to your truth, right? Yes. So then you're more aware of what you truly want, yeah. right? Instead of artificial, I think a lot of people have a misconception if they're leading from fear yeah. or they're leading from wounds, they feel that maybe they want or desire something that really isn't their true want or desire, but it's in order to maybe be perceived the stronger or more this because there's a weakness or there's a core issue that's going on there because of a childhood wound. Like I need to prove to everybody I'm smart enough or I'm this enough or, you know, that I am good enough. So I have to have these things or these whatever. Yeah. But were those really the desires? Yeah. Right. So I think that that's that's hitting in like almost three different ways. It's releasing mm-hmm. the trauma, connecting to your truth and raising and creating that vibrational vortex that you're saying. So I think yeah. that, you know, it's like a triple whammy of manifestation. Yeah. I, I love it. Triple whammy that like we should we should like trademark that. <laughs> no, I think you're absolutely right. It's like finding that point to which we're truly connecting to who we are and therefore um can kind of like toss away the bullshit of life and be like, does this truly make me happy? Does it bring me joy? Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And, you know, I was going to say another thing with manifesting, which I'm I'm actually working on um, a breathwork technique for manifesting, which I'm going to launch very soon. Ah, cool. I'll, I'll be doing it here um, for look the first at, time. Look out. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll be doing it. We're working on all of our Kingston live stream, but we'll be going <laughs> to do. We have people um, that tune in from all over the world. So, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to share it because I've been like, 
doing a new practice that I think is is quite powerful. But I wanted to kind of say with, with that is really about the heart connection. I, I truly believe that our hearts are so much more powerful. They are scientifically mm-hmm. more powerful than our minds. Yeah. And I think there's a misconception when it comes to manifesting. We all think that we have to do it with our heads. It's like yeah. if I concentrate really, really hard and I can get what I want. But it's not that at all. In fact, your heart is the channel yeah. to manifesting. You enjoying this so far? Did you forget to subscribe? Make sure to do so. It takes two seconds. Just press that little button, the red one. You know the one. Just press it, little like. All right, enjoy the rest of this content. And if you haven't tapped into the power of your own heart, and that, that I know that sounds kind of metaphysical and trippy and esoteric, but I'm talking about like, you know, every single person across the globe. My question is, if you haven't tapped into your heart, mm-hmm. then how do you expect to manifest? There is absolutely no way it's going to, you know, yield those results for you. Yeah. Cause, and so, and so that's why I, what I love about breath work is that we're, we all come out of the womb breathing. <laughs> yeah. It's the first thing we do and anybody can do it, right? Anybody can do breath work. Um, I think the challenge is really kind of being open to your own heart. Yeah. And, and then a lot of trauma blocks or puts shields on it, you yeah. know, whether whether it's uh, an adult breakup or whether it's a painful mm. experience from childhood and probably everything in between that's yeah. been stacking the deck on that, right? Exactly. It, people have experience after experience and before they know it it's like a fortress is guarding their heart and they're not you know yeah feeling living loving and if you don't tap into that mm. you know it's like yes you can force things to happen yeah. and things can happen maybe a little bit in your life so it's not like you can't create anything mm. right but it's like it's gonna feel like a struggle it's gonna yeah and 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 you're gonna feel out of alignment yeah um, so those feelings of happiness and joy and ecstasy that you crave when you're manifesting are not going to become a reality if you, if you get those kind of nice dangly things that you're kind of like using your mind for. Yeah. So so the, I think the big thing with manifesting is, yes, you can do it with your breath. Absolutely. But it's really about tapping into the power of your own heart yeah. to, to, to kind of because it is I mean, like scientifically, your heart, um, you know, is 10,000 times more powerful than your brain. It's an electromagnetic field is like 60 times wider than yeah, any other part like of your 40% body. It has 40% narrow cells, so it actually has its own mind. I mean, exactly. Yeah. And so, and so, and I always say like, when you walk into a room, the first thing people feel is your heart. Mm. That's how powerful we are. And so I, I really encourage, and I, with this new technique that I'm doing, it's really about, well, how do we access that power for manifesting? And we can do it in the breath because remember our breath, the breath work that I teach, um, which is kind of closer to holotropic, is really kind of looking at how we breathing into our bodies. Mm -hmm. When we do the deep belly breaths, we do then the heart breath, um, and then we release. And so really kind of focusing on, well, how are we opening up our hearts Mm -hmm. um, in that kind of breath practice? Yeah. So it is kind of an exciting, um, you know, modality. Um, it's also, I think, for people that practice breath work a lot, it is a way of life. 
um, you know, much like doing yoga, Pilates, meditating, Kundalini. So, you know, I, I actually want to see breath work kind of more mainstream yeah. because it has been so incredibly powerful in my life. Um, and, you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But I know that if something's worked for me, that, you know, there's going to be people out there that it works for too, right? Yeah, and, and lots of people. People love your classes and, and you know, people rant and rave about the transformation that they have in breathwork. Yeah. And, oh, which kind of leads me to, you know, you're kind of getting the carrot on the stick to people, letting them know that you're going to be doing manifestation breathwork and, and other things like that. But you're very active on social media. You also post a lot of different in, inspirational messages and different things like that. Where can they follow you or find you? Yeah. Um, so my Instagram is love breathwork. So at love breathwork. Um, and yeah, I mean, I try, I feel like social media is kind of where we all have to be. Um, but I also love the community, mm -hmm. um, particularly Instagram and TikTok. I think that there's like an opportunity for, you know, during these times to kind yeah. of really share meaningful, you know, tools, resources, information, and have that sense of like, you are not alone in your journey. Mm -hmm. So whatever you're going through and you are looking for a healing modality or just looking for more um, opportunity to be um, introspective, um, or maybe it's a more spiritual path, whatever it is for you, I think like having a sense of community is really important. And that's why I love like Liberate because like we can all come together, yeah. whether it's virtually or in person um, and really kind of share you know, that journey, because it's really important, I think, um, particularly right now where it can feel quite isolating. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And our, our breath work in person that is here is outdoors. So, you know, for anybody that has any, you know, uh, feelings about the mask with breath work and the different things like that mm -hmm. in, in a safe space, it's outside, you can breathe, you can be free, you know, um, but also, you know, building and knowing that no matter where you're at in the world, you can tap in and have the community and have the virtual classes. Mm -hmm. and. People have been loving them. I wasn't sure how it would really go when we first, you know, we did, we always did a lot of our meditations virtual pre-pandemic. Yeah. Um, but then when everything got transferred to it and then it was everything, you know, I was like, how are people going to really relate to this? But it seemed like more and more people that had only been the people that were in-person people tried it out. And then they were like, oh, I actually kind of like this. I like the comfort of my own home. I like feeling yeah. safe. I like feeling like, you know. But. Yeah, and you and you can really um, have that feeling kind of of, of safety and that that I don't know that something quite sacred about being in your own space. Mm -hmm. um, in person is is equally as powerful, if not more powerful. But I agree with you. It's like, but you know, with with the yell songs, which sometimes if you're in a classroom, you don't want to. You know, some people don't feel comfortable yelling. Yeah. Um, but at home, you can be like. Ah! You can do whatever you want because you're in your and you you know you're muted and throw a pillow over you if you have apartment and neighbors but you yeah. know like you still have yeah you know. um, so I've been living in the mountains for the past few months and um, oh nice I've been I've been doing a lot of yelling because no one can hear me which is also a little bit kind of concerning at the same time but um, but I can just yell and just be like for the first time in my life just be totally like free to like really yell and you know it's such a powerful um, a powerful thing and. You know, I just, um, I think everyone's experience 
during the active breath work is different and it's so um specific to kind of what you're processing or what you're going through in that moment yeah um so having a sense of community where you can kind of share those experiences and insights and light bulb moments and you know and i i remember like uh leading um uh someone through breathwork during the pandemic and um we we went through um and what i love about kind of teaching from um, or learning from Jay Bradley was that he incorporated Ho'oponopono meditation into his classes um, to really kind of focus on like letting go and forgiveness mm-hmm. as part of, you know, the breathwork practice. And, you know, I was, te- I was leading um, uh, this young man through a class and we got through the Ho'oponopono and went, th- went through the meditation. And at the end of it, he's like, oh my God, I literally let go of um, a 13 year old kind of grudge that I had towards somebody wow. that I've been holding on to and festering. And I literally, I felt in that moment, I just let it go. It's like gone and I'm okay. And I'm like, wow. And that was like one class. So like, you know, don't, but when people are ready yeah. to have that forgiveness, it can, it yeah. can manifest and it, it can happen. It can be super powerful for people. Yeah. 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 And I, I just like, I love hearing that because it's like, it reminds you of, you know, um, not just how powerful breathwork is, but how powerful we are as human yeah. beings to lie down and, and breathe. And for you to create the space for 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And like, and, and to get to that point, um, like we, we truly are masters of our own, you know, destiny. Mm-hmm. And we just, know, we just live in the forgiving, forgetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so we're constantly forgetting that we're the masters. And if we just, you know, we need sometimes classes and leadership and guidance mm. to remind us to remember. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That just sums up like the meaning of life right there, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> remember to remember who you are. Yeah. We have to, yeah, but we also, like, we come, we come here having forgotten to remember. Mm-hmm. And then along the way, we forget. And yeah. Then we, <laughs> yeah, and over and over, we'll be doing good for, like, six months, and then suddenly we're in another yeah. situation, and we're like... How did I get then, here? Yeah. yeah. And mm. we realize that we need to seek out tools and support, and I think that anybody that's listening, that we're designed to do things as factual, you know, mm. like we're a factual species. Mm. You're not supposed to be just isolated on a mountain by yourself. You can do it on times, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but like, it's okay to come and want to do group classes and workshops and events and, and to have support from people on a one-on-one basis and that because that is how we all get through things. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. It is, and and you know, going back to that kind of community like what no matter what you're going through um just know that there are other people either going through that exact same thing Mm -hmm. or that have gone through it and no matter where you are in life um particularly living living in this time you can find that community you can and it's there um it might not look or feel the same as it did before but change is good yeah no exactly exactly and i would say like if you're listening to this or watching this and and you're going through something like reach out and and like go to a class um find find a facilitator a healer a coach somebody that you know your soul kind of speaks to you when you kind of 
experience mm-hmm. their their teachings or their class and, and just know that there is a community around that um, you know person or place that is going to give you all of the kind of tools that you need because um, mm-hmm. no no one should go through it alone no matter yeah. what it is and even just I mean I'm not talking about anything like I mean look for me it was a breakup right yeah um, but I mean for your client it was a 13 year grudge from whatever it may be I yeah. mean it could be different for everybody exactly it, yeah. it, it can just be you're you know overwhelmed or overworked mm-hmm. or lost track of what your true heart wants it can yeah. be a whole combination of little things that you can't even pinpoint right yeah and it's and that's really interesting because it raises something else that i that i wanted to mention with that it's like sometimes it doesn't have to be like a major thing or event that that makes you that, that makes one kind of want to go on this this journey it could just be a repetition of emotion mm-hmm. so if you always find yourself um in a, in a friendship or relationship where you have pangs of jealousy or if you always find that you have feelings of being betrayed or abandoned, like look for those cyclical um, emotions because that's teaching you something. It's saying to you, hey, there's something to work on here. Yeah. There's, there's, there's something to kind of really investigate as to why this keeps coming back up. And like the first thing you can do when you notice that that is like send yourself a lot of love and gratitude for recognizing it, mm-hmm. for going, this is a cyclical thing. It keeps popping up in my life. I'm I'm not a bad person yeah. for having these experiences. These experiences that elicit emotion are teachers of mine. And I'm going to go and investigate why this keeps happening or why I keep feeling this way. Yeah. And that's the biggest indicator, I think, to something that needs to be kind of you know explored and worked on oh yeah anytime yeah. there's a pattern yeah you know and then and then taking yourself out and not making yourself be blamed for it because mm. you're just you're running an unconscious script right you know yeah. like and yeah. a lot of that is if it's your six-year-old self running the show like you're doing the best you can from that perception that you had way back then you know like yes you don't have to keep on you don't have to be like oh there's something horribly wrong with me no there's something that no longer works for you that you want changed and to be different but there's nothing wrong with you yeah you're just living a certain way you're having these certain responses that aren't leading to your most fulfilled happiness so yeah they can change, you know, because somebody else's th- those those ways of going could lead to their happiness, right? You know, well, exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. And and uh, there's a a really incredible writer in the business that I love, Meg Lafoe, who said to me a few years ago, um, you know, what uh, what keeps you alive during your childhood, which allows like what allows you to survive during your childhood, is going to end up killing you as an adult. Oh, very true. And I was like, oh, I didn't. And then I like thought on it and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, because it can't work. It can't work as an adult because you're not a child anymore. Mm -hmm. So particularly those that have gone through any kind of, you know, childhood trauma, abandonment. Yeah, like like dissociation and and, and, you know, 
having that as a way of a coping mechanism or being able to, you know, feel like they're hypersensitive to every little thing that happens because maybe they grew up in an addict or alcoholic house and so they didn't know what type of parent they were going to get. Mm. So they're like this, but that hyper vigilance is like in a, in a relationship or something else is going to destroy everyone, mm-hmm. right? You know, like mm-hmm. it's like, you know, so, yeah. so I yeah. like that. So whatever made you survive as a child would kill you as an adult. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's very kind of, you know, d- straight to the point. But I think there's <laughs> there's something really kind of quite magical about that concept of going, oh, I don't have to carry, you know, these patterns or these belief systems or, um, you know, this way of living because uh, it worked for me as, as a child. It, like, yeah. it helped me survive. I got through it okay. Yeah, I'm that. alive, but I don't need to do it as an adult. I, I can let go. I can let go of that. Of of that of the, of of those mechanisms that I don't need anymore, yeah, and start to not only reparent yourself, but also look at ways to kind of really open up your consciousness to a different way of living, to a yeah. different, you know. And I think I think that's one of the most challenging things because when we feel stuck, and, and I think feeling stuck is probably such a common human feeling in, mm-hmm. in today's age. Um, I, I think it's very rare to come across somebody that would say to you, oh, I hate my life, I'm depressed, I'm like suicidal. Um, obviously, if you have those thoughts and feelings, you need to go and get um, professional yeah. help because that's severe. But most people fall into this kind of like, I feel really dissatisfied or really stuck. Yeah. And that's how you know that that's not life's not meant to be lived like that. Yeah. Um, that's not normal to feel like you're going through the motions or that you're going through quicksand you're going or- through the motions. And so, you know, I've done a lot of healing work with clients, obviously using breath work, but also looking at like their shadow and doing shadow work, which mm-hmm. we don't have to talk about t- today, but it's really um, interesting to kind of look at, um, you know, going, going through um, that experience in life and knowing um, instinctively that life wants to offer you more. Yeah. And you feel, and you know that. I think that you're right in the pit of your stomach. It's like you know that there is kind of a higher purpose and there is, you know, real ecstatic joy in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so if you, are, yeah. And so I think, and for me, I think I did that myself. I was like, most of my, you know, teens, 20s, most of my adult life was like this kind of going through the motions and just Mm -hmm. going, um, I'm having a minor win here, a minor win there. But most of the time I'm just full of high functioning anxiety and just feeling like I'm just barely getting by and, you know, not really like living my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. And for me, it was those cyclical relationships yeah, those people that I was bringing into my life, mirroring, mirroring my, my yeah. trauma, my wounds, and and that was that's what kickstarted this journey. And without that, I probably would have kept coasting along. <laughs> so then, it <laughs> you know, can be, it can be your beautiful blessing that got you here. I, yeah, I mean, and that's I, a, that's yeah. another thing to kind of touch on is sometimes we think that we're being pulled away or that we're off or that we backtracked somehow in life or however that perception is but sometimes if you just embrace that those patterns or those people or those pains that happen 
maybe that was exactly what needed to happen to have you say, all right, I'm ready to shift and change so the rest of your life can feel empowered and free and fulfilled. Then mm-hmm. there was no there was no holding on too long at all. It was the perfect recipe to get you to that bottom like you wind up said. And some yeah. people it's a bottom, some people it's wherever. But to yeah. facilitate and say, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to search yeah. around and find what works for me and then boom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I hope that everybody that is tuning in today is at least curious about breath work. If you haven't, you know, done it already, um, you should definitely try it out. Uh, Raquel does some breath work with us at least once a week. You know, we'll see about adding some other classes as well. Plus, you know, check out our social handles and, you know, see if there's other classes, events, or one-on-one work that you could do with her. Um, but, you know, try it. And if you've done breath work with somebody else and you haven't gotten these same kind of experiences that maybe were shared here, maybe it's all about also the facilitator, the holding the space and the incorporating some of the other stuff together with it you know just like not every breathwork session is the same even with the same person right um definitely you know like you can go to different hairdressers and you can have a really good hair cut and you can have a really bad haircut so you know like don't knock it if you have had a experience and you haven't had the the one that was as powerful too yeah that's so true there's, and there's so many different styles of, of breath work i mean i think breath work in general no matter what style you're doing is going to be beneficial for you oh, yeah you're breathing you're, you're breathing in life <laughs> yeah. you're changing um but yeah find find the style that suits you and um yeah i mean i for me like this this style suits me oh no it works it's great (laughs) i think it works i mean i but but i i I agree with you in terms of like trying out yeah seeing and seeing what feels good right like that's 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 the beauty of it there's so many that's the beauty and you know but seek you know and stick with what works and you know maybe even just in once a week you could have that change or maybe you need a little bit more support for a period of time but Mm. um yeah try us out follow like share let us know what you think about this video the more you share the more you like or comment the more other people can find this information you know if there's somebody that you think needs to hear this message or they're going through that kind of just repetitiveness in life or just going through the motions maybe this Mm -hmm. is this will be the thing that steers them on the compass towards happiness and fulfillment yeah that's very exciting Um, thank you so much thanks for having me it's been a pleasure and thanks for watching and um definitely as you say like ask ask lots of questions i love answering questions about breath work i'm obsessed with it like the more questions i get asked um the the better because everyone's experience is different right yeah um and uh yeah i just think it's so powerful and very excited about this community that you've built and I'm glad glad to be here in person. Thank you for being part of it. Yeah. Until next time, everybody, have a beautiful day or evening or wherever you are, whatever that is for you. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this conversation, please like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want to hear more about what we have going on and happening online or in in the neighborhood, check out liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Uh, Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Liberate Yourself. It's you are self, U-R-S-E-L-F. Until next time, be powerful, be magical, and be free. Hi. 
Hi everybody, I'm Christina, founder of Liberate. This is our mascots, Miss Piggy and Mr. Chew. Liberate is like the Willy Wonka chocolate factory for spirituality. You might wonder what the heck that is. And so basically Liberate is a place of sheer magic, activating and reigniting that magic into you so that you can live your fullest potential and most fulfilled life. When you walk through the door, you're gonna see magic everywhere you look. You look down and you see a crystal floor made with over 10,000 pounds of crystals. You say that's a lot, but I know I laid them and had to do numerous trips to the crystal store to buy more and more crystals. There's all of these beautiful, magical gemstones that are activating and creating healing from the beneath and the surface. You see the tree of life when you first walk in. You go upstairs and every room has its custom sacred geometry mural in it. And then you notice that each of the rooms are labeled with different uh, names of deities or archangels from different traditions and, and religions from all over the world. This is Liberate. Liberate is a space of union. Liberate is a space of creativity. Liberate is a space of expansion. And we're here to help heal you, transform, and help you rediscover yourself.